This is the Unlimited Life Podcast with Zara Mahoon and Aaron McKenzie. Zara has been a teacher of Law of Attraction for over 10 years, and Aaron is an avid student. Zara has authored 12 books that are published around the world. She also coaches and mentors people online and across the globe. Together, Zara and Aaron will share ideas, questions, strategies, and methods on how to use Law of Attraction to improve every area of your life. From relationships to health to money and business, we will be covering it all. We want people to come away from this podcast feeling good. We want our listeners to leave with a feeling of hope and inspiration on all subjects. We want to give people simple and tangible strategies that they can use to allow their unlimited lives to unfold. Hey everyone, Happy New Year. This is Aaron McKenzie here with the Unlimited Life Podcast. We are so excited for 2021. I'm here with uh, Zara. Hey, Zara. Hi. And I'm here with uh, my best friends, Anthony and Cameron Diagostino. What's up, guys? Hello. So uh, I'm glad that you guys are here, and I know you have some questions for Zara, so let's get started. What was that first topic you wanted to discuss? Anxiety and how to deal with it and how to get myself out of feeling however I'm feeling when I'm in that moment, you know. Awesome, this is a great topic. Zara, what, what do you have to say about that? Well, anxiety is a subject that affects so many of us, first of all. So I want you to just relax. There's nothing wrong with anxiety. It's all about knowing how to deal with it. When you know how to deal with your anxiety, you have a hold on it rather than it have a hold on you. Right. Right? Right. The thing that goes wrong with people who get into that rut of that circle that feels like anxiety is that they don't feel they can get out of it. They feel that the anxiety has control. Mm -hmm. Right? Oh, yes. I can relate 100%. Yeah, exactly. And so you just keep saying to yourself, Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? How is this going to shift? How is this going to change? And when you say those words, they increase the anxiety because they they make you feel powerless. Right. When you feel powerful, anxiety goes away. Mm-hmm. Okay. But if you've had a habit of falling into that trap, the first couple of times when you start doing the work to deal with it, it takes longer. But once you've had a couple of occasions of dealing with anxiety, you know exactly what to do, you do it and it's gone. So I am going to tell you that there's a secret to it. And you just have to locate your, your thing, the one thing that helps you to shift anxiety. So for example, when Aaron was going through an anxious period, I located through my conversation with him, I found the one thing that was going to work for him. And I told him what that one thing was. I told him, you need cardio. Now cardio is the answer for him, may not be the answer for everyone. Right. So that's the first thing. But the point I'm trying to make is when you find your one thing, 
now you know as soon as you feel that anxiety because anxiety you can feel it coming on yeah oh yes right oh so, yes yeah exactly so as soon as you start feeling it coming on you do your one thing and when you do your one thing you feel in control so in on his worst days he would go and climb the mountain yeah 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 i was going to october i went through something really hard and i was having a lot of anxiety and panic about it and zara said to do cardio so i decided you know feeling good and getting what i want is more important than anything and i went and climbed really one of the most aggressive mountains in phoenix every single day and i did not stop and zara i recovered from that um difficult situation fast didn't i and it was because he took the advice and he did it every time the anxiety came up he did it and and so that's what you need to learn and and that is a um, a skill i've been doing this for a very long time so i can engage you in conversation and that's what i do with people when people come to me and ask for help i will talk to them just have a conversation with them and through that conversation i will find out what that one thing is for them and then i will tell them what that is so that now they have control and i call it creating a fire drill you know how there's a fire drill in every building every public school every hospital has a fire drill yeah. why do we have a fire drill we have a fire drill to prevent panic and anxiety in case a fire happens so that in case a fire does happen you know exactly what to do right you have a plan right? so you need a fire drill for your head wow when you have a fire drill for your mind you know exactly what to do when that anxiety starts now it doesn't get as bad as it would otherwise right yeah see aaron told me about how he learned how to control his thoughts and when we we met a couple of weeks ago well he came out here first time we've seen each other in many years he told me about that and it worked so great um Just, and the, and just then, the fact that we can choose our thoughts, we do have the power to choose our thoughts. Yeah, and you just telling me that, and now now that I know that, it it it's helping significantly. And a yeah. lot of my anxiety comes from work, dealing with clients and stuff like that, meeting their expectations, um, money, you know. Um, but it's uh, this is already helping so much, and I'm so excited to see. what it's going to become you know so i can already see with the different ways in which the two of you talk mm-hmm. i'm already figuring out what would work for you and you're very different okay in your style so it's going to be some what works for you is going to be really different your mm-hmm. strategies for your fire drill are going to be really different So I'm just going to boil it down really quickly to a very basic understanding of how this works. And this is something that people have known for a very long time. I did not come up with it. I can't take credit for it. Mm-hmm. It's something that I learned. We all have a capacity for learning anything that we want to learn, but we learn differently. Some people learn when they are shown how to do it and they do it themselves other people learn from 
just looking at diagrams. Mm -hmm. And then some people, so just, I'll just, I'm going to ask you a question. So you, you see where I'm going. Everyone pays attention to different things. So when the two of you are talking to each other, do you look at each other or can you be talking to each other without looking at each other? Which one of you likes to look at the other person? Do you already know the answer? <laughs> I do, I do, but I want it to come from you. I don't know. I feel like I look at him when I talk, do I not? <laughs> no? No, no, come on, there's no right or wrong. <laughs> We're still in the process of discovery. Yeah. We're still in the process of discovery. Okay, so, so I'll what you're asking is, so to who is it more important to that you're looking at the other person while you're talking? Yes, right. that's right. So just, I would say I look at him while he's talking. You want because yeah, I want uh -huh. eye contact. I want exactly. him to understand, like look at me in the eyes and try to read what exactly. I'm portraying or whatever, you know. That's right. So you know what? I You are so clearly a visual person. Mm -hmm. I could tell that like that. And he's kinesthetic. Okay. Okay. That's good to know. <laughs> it, it is very good to know because right. it helps you make sense of the word. Right. You, you understand the world better when you understand what you pick up on faster. Okay. okay. So for visual people, they pay attention to visual clues. For visual people, visualization works. For kinesthetic people, visualization is not effective. No. Okay. So what's effective for, for, in for I'm going to say physical activity, right? It's activity. It's activity okay. because, because you need your hands. You need something to do. Otherwise, you get frustrated. That makes so much oh sense. Oh, my God. You hit the nail on the head. <laughs> Every, yeah. I mean, he has a, Anthony and Cameron both have a construction business. Yes. Oh, really? Okay. And, and I'm more of the eye of designing everything. There and, you go. And, and he's he the doing. It happen. He's the know? doing person. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. So, so this applies in everything in your life. Okay. So mm -hmm. you have to make sure that you want him to be looking at you when you talk to him. Otherwise you think he's not paying attention. <laughs> But he doesn't think so because he's not visual. Right, right. Okay. So for him, he's listening, he's paying attention, but you're getting frustrated because you think <laughs> not. Yes. And yeah, then you'll, yeah. you'll say to him, you're not listening to a thing I said. And he'll say, no, I've been listening all along. Now that we're saying that, that happens all the time. Oh, all right. <laughs> Zara's got a, Zara's got a, so the thing is for you to start understanding that you are very different and just because you're not looking at each other does not mean that the other person's not listening or does not care mm -hmm. because you start understanding that you are visual and he is not okay yeah that makes sense okay so and what you need to do is from time to time you need to lift your head and mm -hmm. look straight into his eyes to give him the confirmation that he needs so that he knows that you are actually listening. Okay. He needs that confirmation because he's visual. Yeah. 
So this is pretty cool. We've gone from anxiety. That now, makes now we're talking. Uh, now we're talking about how to have a wonderful relationship. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that's all part of it, right? Okay. So now the same thing applies. So when do you get anxious? You get anxious when you're not getting the the confirmation that you need. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. I feel that he, way. One hundred percent. Exactly. So he needs tactile confirmation. Mm-hmm. He needs you to stroke his hand or give him a hug so that he knows that you actually care. Because if you don't do that, he doesn't know. So he starts getting anxious. Yeah. And we always feel each other's anxiety. Like if one of us is anxious, we can always tell. You can always tell. And then, and then it kind of like if we, we don't do something about it, it intensifies, you know. Exactly. So, so that makes me, I, I want to ask a quick question. So what if, for example, one of them, let's say Anthony noticed that Cameron's anxious. What, is, what does Anthony do then? <coughs> okay, first of all, don't laugh, but tell me which one is Anthony. <laughs> right here. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, so I forgot, I forgot the name tag. You didn't yeah. mention these? Oh, of course. So sorry. <laughs> Cameron and Anthony. Okay. Yeah. So if if Cameron is anxious, Anthony needs to look into his eyes to say whatever he's going to say. Otherwise, Cameron will not get it. That's true. It's very and, true. And Cameron, if Anthony is anxious, he needs a hug. That's perfect. Soon as you hold him, every all his anxiety will melt because he's tactile. He needs the touch. Right. Okay. So this so is how you help each other. This is how you support each other mm-hmm. when the other person is having an anxiety attack. Yeah. And with the same token, what you do for yourself. So let's say you're not together. Cameron's off doing something else. Mm-hmm. Anthony's doing something else. And you feel this anxiety building up because you're interacting with other people and somebody's making you nervous. Mm-hmm. Okay. So for Anthony, he needs to have something that he can hold in his hand that uh, that we, I call it anchoring. So there's an exercise that you do that anchors that thing so that it becomes your switch. Just like a switch to turn the light on and off, it becomes your anxiety off switch. Okay, so we program it mentally to become your anxiety off switch switch it can be that's what rabbit's foot used to do for people way back in history people carried it touched it because it helped them to alleviate anxiety rosary breeds do the same thing for people nowadays Mm -hmm. so people who are nervous you'll find they're they're doing the rosary beads they're throwing the beads because it helps them with their anxiety okay so you need something tactile. You need to have something that becomes your tactile switch. And you can even just program your fingers just to snap. You snap your fingers, you hear the sound, you snap your fingers, and your anxiety will immediately go down. The rubber band too, even, right? Something tactile. It has to be something tactile. Every time you have the butt, snap the top of the rubber band. Mm-hmm. Or a stress exactly. ball, maybe. Sorry? A stress ball, maybe? A stress ball? All of those tactile things. 
they have a kitty cat here so yeah just pick up oh, the that always cat. helps yeah. Yeah. cats are beautiful <laughs> they help a lot with that right there so that's children. when someone kinesthetic has to do something touch oriented and you'll immediately find your anxiety dissipating as you okay. say all these things i i now i realize that that does help when i am feeling that way but i never really put two and two together when you connect them it they become more uh, they become more powerful as tools the tool if you don't know what the tool is doing it's not as powerful if you know exactly how you're going to use it and what it's going to do for you right right so you can use a hammer to build things. You can also use a hammer to wreck things. <laughs> I love demolition day. <laughs> <laughs> you know why? Because you are tactile. Mm -hmm. When you release your anxious energy by breaking things down, you're letting it go. It feels better. Yes. Okay. So uh, now Cameron, you're visual. So for you, it has to be something visual. Visual people, that's where visualization comes from. You just have to close your eyes and breathe and go to a place that you enjoy being in. And you will immediately find that you feel better. See, we kind of do that to a sense. So we live right by these gorgeous, amazing mountains that you can drive up into and just stare off at, you know, everything. And we go up there and- She saw, Zara, you saw our pictures from Vista Point. Yeah. Yes. She, yes. She, she saw. And so when we're up there, it, we'll drive up there if I, you know, if I'm feeling anxious or down or or even him sometimes, you know, we'll just drive up into the mountains, go up there. It's, you know, it's peaceful. It's tranquil. You don't hear a sound, you know, no people talking, no cars, nothing. It's just, and it calms feels, you down. Yes. Yeah. It calms me completely. I feel grounded after, you know, doing something yeah. like that. And you know, something that's going to work for both of you. Because just touching a rock or a tree, just touching something is going to work for him. And just looking at it is going to work for you. Or just like if they, the fact that they're driving up the mountain, holding hands in the car, and, and then looking, you're yeah. getting all the visual stuff too. That's a yeah, certain exactly. recipe for success. Absolutely. So just if you just understand each other's nature, now this nature, it can change over a period of time, but it's very slow to change. People who are visual stay visual. People who are kinesthetic stay kinesthetic. People who are auditory stay auditory for the most part. Okay. And I would say anytime you guys encounter something that seems like a problem, I would say, is this right, Zara, to just tell them that your only job is to come up the emotional scale? Yeah. That's right. Always. You've got that road and that mountain right down the road that you can just stop what you're doing. I would go up that mountain and enjoy that before making any decisions. So now let's take it to the next level. When you're, okay, use this analogy and it will help you. When an anxiety attack hits, it's like you're driving your car in reverse gear and you're going to crash into something because it's going really fast. Right. So when we do the fire drill, we, we stop it from going in the reverse gear, we bring it to neutral. And then the next thing from neutral is to what Aaron was just talking about is to actually start feeling like you're going up the emotional scale. So you feel better just by coming into neutral, you are better. But don't stop 
at neutral. This is one of the mistakes people make is that they just feel a little bit better and then they stop. Mm-hmm. Okay. But you have to go a step further. The car has to start moving in the forward direction. That makes sense. Okay. So don't leave it in neutral because then you've just left the problem where it was. And when you go back to it, you'll pick it up from there. Right. And if you pick it up from there, it's going to suck you backwards again. Okay. Wow. So you go forward and you do that by what Abraham calls going up the emotional scale, which is just about appreciation. What can I find in this situation or anything else that I can appreciate? Mm -hmm. What am I thankful for? That's why, you know, like everyone, I don't care what ethnicity they are. I don't care what religion they are. I don't know, you know, what part of the world they live in, but everybody says, be grateful. Right. Because gratefulness, the energy is the fuel that takes the car forward from neutral. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. So, so first you've got to soothe yourself and bring yourself to neutral. And then from neutral, you go forward with appreciation. Wow. And that's basically it. That's all of law of attraction, everything. So all the rest of it is, is teaching people in different ways because different things make sense to different types of people. That's all. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. This should be I'm just so, <laughs> I'm very just drawn yeah. to everything you're saying. And it just, it does, it makes a lot of sense. And, it, Anthony, and it's Anthony, easy. Anthony just said something. I don't know if you guys heard it, but um, last night he asked this question too. He said, wow, Aaron, this is, this stuff should be taught in school. What do you think <laughs> yeah. about that, Sarah? I think that that should be part of a different discussion. Yes. So let's summarize now yes. what, what we've achieved here. So you understand that anxiety is something that you can absolutely control. Mm-hmm. All you need, the missing piece is understanding. It's like when you're waiting for a diagnosis and you don't know what it is, then you feel powerless. But when you know what you're dealing with, suddenly you have power. Yes. Right. And anxiety is just like that. As soon as you know what to do, you have power. And then the rest is just about doing it. Yeah. Right. Just about doing it. And the other thing, last thing is you need to understand that different people have different uh, triggers and their triggers depend on their uh, learning or their philosophy for absorbing information from the world. And when you have people who are close to you, and if you just take the time to understand what the best way to communicate with them is, your communication becomes more effective and more loving. The other person feels more cared for. And so at least in your interpersonal relationship, your closest relationships, you don't build anxiety there. Because anxiety is everywhere we go, you know, like there are things happening in the world that we need to deal with. At least at home, we should not have things to deal with. Right. 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 I think we all can agree on that. Oh, yes. We want we want home to be a safe, loving, peaceful place. Right. Absolutely. Thank you so much, guys. This was a great discussion. Thank you. Yeah, this was fantastic. Thank you, Anthony and Cameron. I love you guys so much. And Zara, sweetheart, you know, I love I know you're feeling my love for you every single day. Um, this was amazing. Just again, happy new year, everybody. 2021 is going to be an incredible year. 
uh, do please uh, share the show if you find it benefits you. Um, we want to reach as many people as possible, and we'll see you next time. Thank you so much for joining us this week on the Unlimited Life podcast. Zara and I were happy to have you here. I will put in the show notes more resources for you to refer to. Also, we invite any questions you may have for us. You can go to unlimitedlifepodcast.com. There is a simple form on there for you to submit your questions to us, and we will answer those questions in one of our upcoming episodes. My personal greatest suggestion for all of you is to check out Zara's Unlimited 40-Day Law of Attraction workbook on Amazon. This book has improved my life in more ways than I can describe. Thank you, everyone, and we will see you next week. The hosts and participants of the Unlimited Life podcast, collectively referred to as podcasters, do not dispense any form of medical or psychological advice or prescribe the use of any technique as a form of treatment for physical emotional or medical problems without the advice of a physician, either directly or indirectly. The intent of the podcasters is to offer information of a general nature to help you in your search for emotional and spiritual well-being. If you apply any of the techniques offered in the episodes offered as part of the podcast, the podcasters assume no responsibility for your actions and your results.